It's a lovely day on the Clangers home planet, and they're all celebrating being back on BBC television after an absence of 40 years. But all of a sudden, Tiny Clanger sees something up in the sky. It's a big object, as large as a fridge, and it's got solar panels. They're all thinking, what is it? It's heading straight for the Soup Dragon's crater. It's landed right on top of the Soup Dragon. Oh dear, no more blue string soup. Oh dear, that was the probe Philae from the European Space Agency. It's mistaken the Clangus home planet for 67p, Cherimov Gerasimenko. And the Clangers all agree what a bunch of silly people they are at the ESA. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of staggering stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Asda Man. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I would just like to make a statement at this point. I would like to state that I was not wearing women's clothing on the last podcast. Uh The jumper I was wearing definitely said in the name tag, for men. It's not my fault if my wife takes a fancy to my clothes and wears them. Uh-huh. On behalf of your wife, mm. shut up, it suited her better. <laughs> On an yeah, unrelated note, Keith, nice bra. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Keith, you were showing your feminine side. You were in touch with your anima. <laughs> you leave my anima out of it. I was going to say, if that, he carries me. on borrowing Karen's clothes, he's going to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the back of the head, probably. Mm, very much so. Anyway, without further ado, small knitted alien creatures besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Moffat has himself another female writer. Oh, <laughs> For now, for now. Back in October 2014, Neil Gaiman made known his displeasure that not a single episode of Doctor Who had been written by a woman in over six years. Mm -hmm. Steve Moffat, the vast toffee, was clearly listening because, as previously reported, the upcoming season sees Torchwood's Catherine Tregenna finally write her debut Who story, and now neighbours Sarah Dollard is doing the same. Everybody's. Ah, no. Dollard's UK CV is rather better than her Australian one. Just a friendly Fortunately, wave. Fortunately, 
as here she has previously written for and or script edited the likes of Merlin, Primeval, Being Human and BBC spy thriller The Game. Dollard said, Getting to play the Doctor in the Doctor Who toy box is a dream come true. It's a total honour to contribute to a show that has brought me such joy as a fan. However, writing for Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman has presented a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Some days I've been too excited to actually sit down and type. Common problem you work at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, of the seven writers for the 12 upcoming episodes, four are men, two are women, and the other one is Steve Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> He's neither, is he? <laughs> He's in, in the middle. Indeterminate. In denial. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say things about that, but I'd like to throw him at times. <laughs> Birthday honours. Talking of the vast toffee, Amen. he and many others have been honoured by the Queen, God bless her, <laughs> to varying degrees in Liz, Liz Two's <laughs> birthday honours list. Stephen Moffat received an OBE. Old battered and edible. Mm-hmm. Officer of the most triumphant, no, excellent, Order of the British Empire for services mm-hmm. to drama, as did actors Martin Clunes and Eddie Redmayne. Can I ask a question? Yeah. He's writing six episodes of Sherlock over four mm. years <laughs> and doing two or three seasons of Doctor Who. Really services to drama? Oh, and he's done more than that. He's coupling and... Oh, loads of stuff. Press gang and... Coupling and... Press gang and... and, and uh, Christmas episode. Jekyll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who what? likes him? Who nominated <laughs> One rung up the ladder with a CBE, command for the most triumphant order of the British Empire, is Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. For services to the performing arts and to charity. Also receiving a CBE's Paddington Bear creator Michael Bond. Presumably for services to marmalade sandwiches mm-hmm. serenity actor and much more besides including 12 years a slave chiwetel ejiofor has also been awarded a cbe mm. say that again chiwetel ejiofor I, that's the first well, time i've actually heard it pronounced correctly that's very right to me yeah people call him chewy don't they yeah chewy <laughs> chewy is what the people call him in real life <laughs> so i wonder what Stephen moffat thinks of cumberbatch getting a higher honor than that, <laughs> given that he was uh pretty instrumental yeah. in uh, making I'm I I suspect it's for the charity work as much as for the performance and stuff. You never know, Kanye West might walk on stage and demand that the Oscar goes to someone else. Yeah. Like he usually does. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's too random a reference for you, Adam. I'm afraid so, I have no idea. It's okay. It's just a thing he does. Yes. I don't know what he does, but it's a thing. He he, he hands out um, Oscars and says, I don't think this person should have got that. Yeah, he (laughs) he interrupts them as they're about to say Mm. thank you to everyone. He just walks up. This should have gone to Beyonce. From in the crowd? Yeah. Well, he'll just be sitting in the crowd and then someone will get an award and he'll Uh, walk up and correct them and say who it should have gone to. Mobi or Mobo or something. Yeah. The Mobi. The Mobi. The Mobi Awards. Mobi. Mobi. Mobi Awards. Mobi. Ah, congratulations to them all. Yes. Yes. Doctor Who. Yet it seems to be a running thing. Again. Could be. Maybe that's because it's a Doctor Who podcast. Could be. Could be. Osgood gets her Big Finish. Ooh, I thought she had that one already. Yeah. Yeah. Big Finish's up-and-coming audio play box set, Unit Extinction, has added another familiar character in addition to Gemma Redgave's Kate Stewart, namely Ingrid Oliver's fan favourite and partially named Osgood. Yay! Mm. She has no first name. Did Osgood cheat death? Mm. <laughs> You need musical stings. <laughs> yeah. Did Osgood chief death? Duh. What's she as I gone? Duh. Did they just add water to her remains? 
<laughs> or is this box set merely set before death in heaven? Who knows, as Tom Baker might say. Producer David Richardson said, We are so happy to have Kate and Oscar joining us at Big Finish. This team has been so captivating to watch on TV, and we're looking to throwing some deadly challenges in their path in these kinetic new episodes, Min. This first box set is due to be released on November 2015, with three more planned at six-month intervals. Mm. When I saw this, I posted it up onto my Facebook with one comment. Mm-hmm. At least Facebook recognises a good character when they see one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know why he says he killed Roth, because he wanted the master to actually, or mistress, to actually kill someone to show how villainous and yeah. awesome she was. Mm-hmm. But Bananas. why actually kill off a character as good as Osgood, apart from the fact that she doesn't ma- match into his stereotype of female characters? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a, that's a positive, yes, really, I know, isn't it? but I, th- I got the feeling it's as much as, right, I've created her, she's fun, I don't know what to do with yeah. her anymore oh. let's kill her <laughs> she was wearing a scarf she's wearing a bow tie what yep. oh she's dust yeah. <laughs> she's such a you know Eating the path. fact that yeah. she has the asthma that she's not leggy that she's I mean wonderful looking actress but the character of good is quite a plain Jane to some mm. extent oh, she's yeah. deliberately opposed so, yeah. to all of the glamorous assistance mm. and that kind of thing that we've had and yeah, yeah just, everyone it, fell in love with her yeah and... it was almost like oh actually no no plain and normal isn't good we'll kill you <laughs> <laughs> she would have made a fantastic companion. I think it would have been she like another Kate, wouldn't it? Although it would be a bit like Liz Shaw, a bit too sciencey. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But she'd be completely out of her depth, though. Yeah, mm. that's Better true. Doctors, yeah. Christopher Lee. Mm. Dead. Or oh, is that undead? Well, Could be. Oh, well, okay, we'll try it again. Christopher Lee, undead. <laughs> Count Dracula is dead. Mm. So is Count Dooku mm. and Suraman the White and Francisco Scaramanga and Lord Summer Isle mm-hmm. and the Three Musketeers, De Rochford and Terry Pratchett's death and so on and so on. Right. Yes, Sir Christopher Lee, probably the most prolific actor of villainous roles of all time, has died at the age of 93. Good innings, yeah. 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 Lee was not only an actor but also a heavy metal artist. Yes. That I never knew. Yes. (laughs) Special forces soldier during World War II, turned Nazi hunter, hunter? (laughs) Nazi hunter, and general man about town. And that was all before he was 25. Mm, Yeah. Very much so, yeah. His varied life can perhaps be best summed up by this, this quote attributed to him. Why don't you try anything he can in his career, except funk dance and incest? <laughs> <laughs> well, he varied life, maybe. Who knows? Wow, yeah. Well, I'm going to say, I've not slept with my nephew, but I've tried the first. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's quite a few... How about your brothers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you skipped a bit there. Oh, my sisters. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few quotes that have popped up on Facebook from him. Oh, yeah. yeah. All uh, respectable. But, yeah. No, but my, my favourite one, my favourite one is on the last disc of The Lord of the Rings when Saruman's dies he gets okay. killed yep. the character is stabbed in the back mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson was explaining to Christopher Lee how he wanted it to go and how he wanted mm. it to sound <laughs> to which apparently Christopher Lee turned around and said Peter have you ever stabbed someone in the back no no of course I haven't 
I have. We're doing it this way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's not a lot you can say to that, really. Not yeah, really, no, is there? No. <laughs> well, again, it's, it's a whole list of quotes. Another one of the other quotes is, apparently he was in the... Well, not apparently. He was in the SOE, mm, which was the yes. forerunner to the SAS yeah. department. Mm. It was also knew, known during the war as the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Mm, yes. Mm. And <laughs> sleeping with their wives? Yeah. Well, no, it was a case of they sat down, somebody sat down to interview him so i understand you was in soe um yes yes i was uh can you tell us anything about it can you keep a secret oh yes of course i can so can i <laughs> <laughs> i have to say when i watched him in the hobbit recently mm-hmm. i was amazed how young he looked next to mm. ian mckellen really even though mm. he was fine, yeah he was 20 I, years yeah yes it was a bit of surgery oh, i can't swear by it but no. he had a no, flawless no, face it's all, it's, it's all been natural mm. yeah. really it was flawless honestly and that big screen and in 3d i couldn't see a mark mm. on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you know he every year he read the hobbit yeah yes lord of the rings all the way mm. through he didn't, he didn't skim read year. out the poetry and all the rest of it. And that was long before he took out the part. He absolutely well, loved it. The, mm. Again, back to this, this list. Uh, he He's one of the only cast members to have met J.R. Tolkien. Mm. Yes. And yeah. as the description said, he met him by, completely by accident in a pub and completely fanned out yes. in front of him. <laughs> and he got... Tolkien's permission to appear in any production that is made of Lord of the Rings as Gandalf. Mm, yes, mm. we wanted to play. But yeah, yeah. Mm. well, he was too old for you know. Too well, old he for... was too villainous, really. Yeah, <laughs> he's always had that voice. Really yeah, that's mean, he, he, like he, he was too. As, as the article I read, he was too old and too perfect at playing villains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always love it when you get someone who, like everyone else, venerates, meets someone who they venerate, <laughs> yeah. and loses yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Out. Oh, he does. <laughs> that was one thing that took me by surprise. You know, sort of Christopher Lee's or liking heavy metal music. I mean, so, hey, yeah. I mean, I'll have to look out for some of this. I think he hit the charts at mm. eighty-eight when he was eighty-eight. Blimey! Yeah, he's the oldest, isn't he? Yeah, he's mm. he is the Record oldest uh, mm. um, chart musician at that uh, at that time. Even now, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to look out for you know, sort of some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he he won an award for, yeah. for doing it, and so because he he released uh, there was something like Charlemagne Blood and sword was the actual name of the album i think <laughs> and then the year, and then the year later he released the heavy metal christmas album ah. <laughs> but he didn't get to team up with shatner <laughs> no no. Maybe Shatner I wonder how that would have him. gone. Yeah, yeah. That's a conversation stuffer. Shatner meeting somebody that's uh, bigger than him in every <laughs> every <laughs> way. Yeah, I always liked him in the Wicker Man. Oh, that was a very that's good one of his. The, one the, of his the, the, by mm. that I mean the original, the original Wicker Man. Yeah. We don't yeah. count the rebate. Lord Lord Summers. Lord, Lord, Lord Summers. Yes. Yeah. yes, the film at which the end of I'm sitting there going, I have one thing to say: burn him, burn. <laughs> oh, seeing Edward Woodward going up in smoke. Well, it was made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Any more addendums? I, I have two addendums. Oh, okay. Ooh. Follow on, and unfortunately rather swamped by uh, Christopher Lee, is Ron Moody. Yes. Mm. Also dead. 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 Thank you. Yes, I saw that. Same, yeah. It was both the same day, wasn't both, it? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, actually died two or three days later. Mm. Yeah, they, they yeah. Kept, uh, because I think Christopher Lee was on the Sunday. Yeah, and then I kept it quiet for a few days. Ron Moody had died a while back. Yeah, I got to <laughs> <laughs> He fooled you. Certainly he did. Not, not with Christopher Lee, because he was... Only kidding. He was so famous, <laughs> but with Ron Moody, it's one of those things 
things is that he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he no, 90... he's not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> so what was he, he was, famous for? He was 91. Uh, um, uh, Fagin. Fagin. That's his most Swiss. famous role. Yeah. He's one role compared to 240, 50. Oh, yeah. He's been a lot of other things. He was also, okay. he was, the reason I'm interested, and I think the reason for this podcast, is he was up for part of the third Doctor, which he turned down. Okay. And it was something he it's later admitted that he's always regretted. Mm. Yeah. He also is he's much more of a character actor than a lead role actor. So mm-hmm. whilst you might not associate him with any particular role, he has been in an awful lot of things. Yeah. Um because he he sort of like will be the character actor to the mm. support to the lead. Did he have a mad eye? Don't think so, no. no. Uh, my final addendum, if yep. nobody's got any others. It's well, not I, death, is it? No. I have one. You have, oh. What's your one is addendum? Is it death? It it's might be Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, they have hey. cast receptionist for they the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Chris Hemsworth. Yes, Better Thor. Better Thor, yes. They cast Thor. Oh. It's a bit gimmicky now, isn't it? I mean, just <laughs> as, deliberately as the receptionist. As the receptionist. So yep. just, well, if the Ghostbusters are girls, yes. well, they yeah. female. They've they, they, yeah, they got to have a hunky receptionist. So what's Slimer going to be? I don't know. Just have a little bow tie in his hair. Slimer wasn't ever anything anyway, was he? Stay puff marshmallow transgender thing. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it as a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, though. No, and no. or woman, and or woman, Slimette. Not much more about it than that. We'll uh, okay. wait to find out more about my, it. Isn't? My final addendum yep. is something that's actually remotely connected to this particular podcast, but more specifically to the last podcast. Is it okay. about your jumper? No, it's not about my jumper. Not this time. I, I have made my point about my jumper, and I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm moving forward. Uh, We're going to leave that behind. You know? sort of heap anyway some film student for his coursework has edited together a copy of Alien and Prometheus and have have joined them together into one solid film cutting bits and pieces out of Prometheus that didn't make sense and Uh trimming down Alien okay so Mm -hmm. not just one cut here no they've they've amalgamated amalgamated so it's it's not a mashup then uh, it is done in black and white Mm. so you don't notice the Uh, um, can't tell the join yeah don't Mm. notice the quality change and I think the whole film is roughly about two and a half hours long and it's been called Derelict you can get this mm. online. You can wow, you can okay. observe it and watch it. Mm. I showed you. We'll probably hopefully put the um, the link the, the link, link in the show notes. Yeah, in Vimeo, isn't it? Yeah, Vimeo. But uh, yes. Uh, so while it's still up there, before Fox step in and well, yeah. try to yeah. take it down, <laughs> have you watched it? I have watched wow, it. It, okay. it does make sense, and uh, it certainly improves Prometheus <laughs> hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah. You it get makes to the more end sense. Of yeah, oh. yeah, you're saying, oh, that's why the... Th- yeah. If you watch the director's cut of Prometheus, it's somewhat better than the theatrical mm-hmm. version. Oh, Couldn't right. be a lot worse. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> that's my addendums. Nice addendums. Thank you. Very nice addendums. We must stand up and wait for This has gone on for too long It's in all of our interests To subdue them once and for all for your delight and delectation, dear listeners, we've all been watching a DVD. We have. Mm. What yes. DVD were we watching? It's got a certain carnivalesque air about it. Were there any monsters? Mm, 
a few, but not as many as there oh. were. I don't think you can really describe Katie Manning as that. <laughs> not back then, oh. maybe now. <laughs> maybe now, yes. But there wasn't a great variety of monsters. It should have been Carnival of Jurassics. Yeah. <laughs> and one brief Cyberman. One brief yeah. Cyberman, yes. Very brief. Mm-hmm. It must have been so brief, I was doing the embroidery at the time. Oh, well, <laughs> I often have that reaction to Cybermen. Oh. What, you embroider? I do, I embroider oh. like mm-hmm. mad. I sat in Stitch the Giant Robot once. I don't That's know what to say to that. <laughs> it is, of course, Carnival of Monsters. Yay! Cue the Delaware theme. What did Delaware? What did Delaware? What can we say about Carnival of Monsters? I enjoyed it. it. Grey, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it gave us Harry Sullivan. No tea, Harry. Well, kind of. In an earlier incarnation. Yeah. Ian Marta played Lieutenant John Andrew. Basically, Left, it's Lieutenant Harry Sullivan. Yeah. Lieutenant. He wasn't, Lieutenant. <laughs> he wasn't wearing his duffel coat, though. No. no he was wearing no. a peak cap. Mm, yeah. He was, he was. He yeah, looked rather dashing, actually. And how many times did he actually walk around the deck? I mean, the, well, uh, at least was, 20 times. Yeah, 20, 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> 20 times. Yeah, but sitting there in a time loop, I mean, sort of how many times that's, what, 60, 100? By man, that the man can curry a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So the premise is... We're stuck in a chronic hysteresis. We're stuck in a chronic hysteresis. They've they've basically been stuck in a peep show. uh, (laughs) They're on a boat. What what the butler saw, to a certain extent. They're but on a boat, Sorry. in a miniscope, on an alien planet. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't meant to be this three, which no. is what no. we're heading for. Yes, yeah. even though they do have talkative chickens. Oh, <laughs> yes, the chickens. Only yeah, Joe the, can the talk domin- chicken. The dominant life form of the planet, yes. Yes. <laughs> they were destined for that curry. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. Probably. And yes, it basically tells the saga of our heroes trying to get out and get themselves known. Yeah, they're just running around yeah. inside in a, a machine, what, basically. Yeah. 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 It looks like an adventure playground, doesn't it? And then, yeah, then on, the, yeah. on the flip side of that, outside, you have the political machinations and intrigue. Yeah, yeah. Robert Holmesian stuff. Yes. Mm. I, I got the feeling, it, this almost felt like two stories that weren't strong enough to be one story in their own. Mm. You've got the whole thing with the miniscope and the getting out of it and not being eaten by the drashigs, <laughs> and then, or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. yeah drashigs. And then you've got the... the spelling of I have, I have. Ah. And then you've got the indigenous species. <laughs> we'll just call them that, the, the, the grey ones. What the gray were they ones. called, the grey ones? I can't remember. The grey and bald ones. Mm. They had a name. Did they? I can't remember. <laughs> the species... I just the... remember, is it President Zarb? President Zarb, that's it, yeah. So you've, you've then got the inhabitants of the planet where this miniscope is who are they've got a servant culture who are rising up you've got the minions yeah you've got (laughs) this leader that you don't see (laughs) his son who wants to rise a revolution yeah so it almost felt like there were two stories going Robert Holmes Mm. is sort of bashing them together yeah yeah yeah, I mean mean, these these greys I mean sort of they're very xenophobic and very close mind one one of them went on to fulfil that role and much much more (laughs) (laughs) there there were sort I think it's purely because it goes on to play Davos, but yeah. 
Ah. There were points when it was like pure Davros talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a watchable episode, but I mean, I didn't re- really know if they were going to go for comedy on one hand, you know, with the adventures inside the min- uh, miniscope, or whether they were dealing with the, um, as you say, the political machinations outside. Satirical, I think. Certainly I think yeah. Outside. Yeah. yeah, I think sort of jumped I think up. That is, per- yeah, it's more of what Robert Holmes did further on with the Fourth Doctor. It's take uh, uh, political precepts and political attitudes, but turn it up to 11 mm. yeah yeah i yeah. mean they like were civil servants aren't yeah they? well they were very much using the drastics to, you know, to further their own aims yeah that's yeah, yeah. the advantage mm. of the situation oh, yeah. politically mm. and yeah. as i said to further their own agendas there, there is an old adage kind of style which i think perpetuates is that it's nothing like a good war to keep the people in order yeah yeah, mm, yeah. because yeah. as long as you've got an enemy or a fear everyone pulls together and they're not mm, fighting them. That's it. and this is it they've finished the war they're in a time of peace they yeah. wanted to maintain control, so basically they wanted a new enemy in these Drassigs and yeah. that perfect villain of the piece. I, yeah. see, I see what you mean about the two stories being mashed together, because it, it changes very tonal very quickly, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. Everything with the Doctor and Joe on that ship is really serious, and the Doctor's getting into fights, running for his life. You come back <laughs> to the alien planet and it's pure comedy gold. Yeah. Mm. You can't take <laughs> yeah. any of it seriously. Yeah. Some makeup effects which didn't quite work. I think, yeah, well. yeah. I think certainly, certainly with the, yeah. the perhaps the description in the script was drab, bland. Oh yeah, and, and whoever was there took that literally. literally yeah, plans of the Comovers. Yeah, and it also made um, Shana and is it Vorg? Vorg. Yes. Vorg yeah. The two show the showman mm. and his. Assistants. They were very loud, they, like person. Yes, they were very bright and colourful in comparison mm, yeah. to. I mean, they were real yeah. kind of like nineteen twenty. It was like all the party. highlighter pens on. Did, yeah, it's just weird. They, they <laughs> wouldn't have looked at a place in something like Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Next to Colin Baker. Because when I really saw that, I'm sitting there thinking, this is like something out of JNT's time. The costumes yeah. really yeah. were yeah. that yeah. kind of OTT. Yeah. They were bad but meant to be bad oh yeah, yeah. One thing uh, that, like, in fact, his hat mm. was all steamed up. Yeah, plastic bowler hat. There's all you know, <laughs> yeah. there's condensation. Yeah, it could have been made more cheaper. Mm. Could it that bowler hat? <laughs> One thing that did make me laugh about uh, Vorg, Vorg? Yeah. Yeah. Vorg was um, where he thought the Doctor was a fellow entertainer. Yes, yes. and he started coming out with the, with all the uh, fairground parlance. The oh, the, yeah. the Barney Barney Barney. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, my dear fellow. I don't quite understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. Translate. Yeah, I mean that's the thing because I mean, okay, so it wasn't just used by showman and uh, fierce or fairground uh, people yeah. it was used in the early 60s by the gay community it was oh right can, can you imagine Kenneth Williams and that used mm. to use it yeah, in, Julian um, and Sandy oh you know, yeah Sandy used yeah. to use it a lot in Round the Hall <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see Vaughan come up with Colin Baker because you could understand why he thought he was into the carnival you know <laughs> yeah that exactly. coat on and everything it's a clown clearly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean can you just imagine sort of Vaughan yeah, sort of coming out with a Kenneth Williams voice oh how bonus Vardy or dolly old eek yeah, sort of yes <laughs> 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 did did anyone here see it on the first transmission? No, I wasn't born another couple of years. I think it's seventy three. So I a really year later. needed that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. What did you yep. think so did of it when, when you were younger? Do you remember it? Yeah, I have very fond memories of that because uh, I know this is the only time you saw the drashings, mm. but they did mm. pop up. It's a, a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I would have seen this one, but it didn't stand out. It in did. My mind. It did for me. 
no. it might be one there are ones that do but this one yeah. isn't, isn't an instant memory it's certain facts that are quite interesting is the fact that while they're in the middle of the venture Joe doesn't remember the name of the ship but the doctor's saying it's important mm, or yes. as important as the Mary Celeste it's, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. but yeah. by the time the adventure's finished it doesn't happen Exactly. Because it's sent back. So yeah. you got Presumably, the, we don't know it got back. Yeah, well, and so does, does this mean that the Doctor has a slightly different memory of everything that's happened and we have a true memory of everything that's happened, you know, or, know. or Joe has a true memory? Yeah. One thing, that struck me as, you know, one thing that struck me as being rather um, anachronistic was the plesiosaur. Well, well that was deliberately uh, yeah. thrown in there I just to keep that. them entertained. Mm. Yeah. Scare the... Uh, yeah. Tlorias, or yeah, so people, yeah. people, yeah. people who were watching see the monster ship. Oh, right. The monster mm. in there. So it was in there deliberately as the setup. Mm. I'm making yeah, quotes with my fingers and I promised I'd never, ever do that. I did find that rather... Well, I did find that rather rather clashing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just be that interesting looking at these little people running under a ship. Mm, well, it's yeah. entertainment to these people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it was a real ship. It yes. was a real ship. It yes. was a real ship. It was being decommissioned. It was a. It was an RAF. It was out in the estuary, um, wasn't it? The ship was called the RAF Robert Dundas. Dundas. Okay. And it was being sailed up the estuary to be to co- yeah. decommissioned. So mm. they were filming on they it. T- took advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been his element. You know, his navy career. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Hanging around docks. But I, I have to say, I've never been impressed with the Drashigs. The least impressive bit of the whole story for me. They're a nice design. Mm, yeah, that first scene when bad. they pop up at the end of episode Not two. Yeah. yeah, but when they start wobbling along and where they actually break out and yeah, attack. The, uh, yeah, colour separation. Yeah, when yeah. and it goes to videotape, yeah. and then it's yeah. got that little toy man in its mouth. And also, it's really big. How can they get around inside the ship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sort of shrunk somewhat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. baby ones, baby oh, ones. Scale issues. Well, they said there's about twenty of them. Yeah, I have to say the the CG. At the very beginning of it, where you've got the two indigenous people, because we can't remember what their names yeah. are. The two greys. Having the two greys having a chat. Their legs start disappearing. disappearing yeah. You've got to remember that this was done, what is it, 73? This was during the time when everyone on Doctor Who had ready break. Everyone yeah. had the point because yeah. you yep. had the yellow <laughs> yeah. outline. It's all done for, as lives. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it was all all quite new, but it, it was just really weird, sort of like you'd have that at the beginning, but later on, where you have some of the the drastic attacks and that, and that's actually puppet work, looked more realistic. It, mm, yeah. <laughs> the, the special effects mm. during this period were, as you said, done live, so they were very hit and miss. Yeah. Oh, see, the drastic is a pre filmed and all. Yeah. And as an eight year old kid, you'd have yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still yeah. Yeah. all over it. And this is over 40 years ago now isn't it yeah. so 42 <laughs> years ago <laughs> so mm, you hold him down I'll give him a good kicking <laughs> yes why don't you just take turns <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that's quite nice with this one is during the Pertwee era stories were long oh yeah, yeah. yeah. four-parter not too bad and this bad. was another four-parter four which, yeah. which was and, quite nice and I think 
something should be made is this is virtually the first proper TARDIS journey in quite some mm. time under its own steam its own power and it's mm. not being directed by the time that's true this, well, that's it's, still missed. Missed. Three it's still missed that's what yeah. I love about it I mean yeah. correct me if I'm wrong but this was at a time when um, I say sort of, a lot of the uh, third Doctor stories were earthbound yes yeah, he'd yeah, been released by this mm. point he'd it was been after released three doctors. the stories were straight out the, basically prison um, on earth mm. basically yeah. they'd given him his ability to time travel mm. back and gave him all these bits and pieces but he's still for the next couple of stories he still keeps going back and forth to mm-hmm. unit yeah. yeah it's really until the giant robot yeah until mm-hmm. number four first one yeah. and then number that's four. it the connection's virtually cut uh, with so no the production goodbye. team changed too so. yeah. Yeah. yeah and of course we saw the uh, the sequel to it Doctor Who Live oh yes Monsters yes. Unleashed or whatever yes. it is yeah. Monsters Are Coming or whatever it's called it's me- it was meant to be the son of Vaughan Vaughan Nigel Planer yes I hadn't seen this story yeah, before I in fact I just saw it first time this week uh, so I, I had d- very distant so I know what he was going on about with the miniscope and the glove and, mm. oh it's really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad it's I think it's a lovely written story. I'm, I'm it's, sorry. It's a nicely written story and it's not bad. But... I'm sorry. I, I still have a soft spot for this. It, mm. I thought it was great. <laughs> I love the I, fact I'm that... willing to gloss. I <laughs> acknowledge the bad special effects. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, what about... Okay. I, you, you, you've got to gloss it's, over the special It's one of... They're not least, terrible for their time. No, no, it's not at all. it's uh, guilty pleasure. And I have to say, he's got Ian in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets all masterful. He does. Ooh, yeah. More masterful. I've actually seen him in a film... I think I saw him once where he played the villain. Very good villain. <laughs> Not that I've got a soft spot for him or anything. <laughs> no. And yet still, Pertwee wins the fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, a violent doctor. Yes. My thoughts on it, I mean, it was an entertaining episode, but I mean, it did clash slightly with the, you know, the comedy of the uh, miniscope and the, uh, as you say, the pol- political machinations going on. Yeah, it is a bit weird. And the doctor didn't have much to do, really. No. He just got lost. Mm, La- yeah. He lacked agency. He, he was just running around. Yeah. Mm. It's your first and... adventure, John. You're yeah. just going to wander around. Around a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll make it outside, and it won't be a quarry, and that's your perk. Not yeah. necessarily going around time anymore. Yeah. You have to get used to it again. Yeah, you get to come around, and it's indoors. And now, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation. Um, yes, a, a bit, a bit, before we move forward, you. Oh. we've just done a whole story about. You know Great who? and venerable <gasps> third oh, doctor. Yeah. Hello. And, and, and we didn't say hello to him. Oh. And, and I could feel him staring at me very <laughs> angrily because he's always we didn't say hello bag. to him. Wah, 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 All hail the head of Katie Well, I. various plastic things. His plastic minions who are fun to be with. Spock and Dangerous Churchill. Graham. He's smiling, so he must have been happy with our review of this. Oh, good. good. That's good. Anyway, sorry for that interruption. That's quite right. We had to pay homage to him. We did, we did. Mm. And now, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation, we present you our literary and auditory. Flotsman Jetsam. That's get, that gets washed up in our collective shores. Sounds painful when you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching 
Yeah. The Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, Ooh. good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Lost from the past. This I know. It's yeah. weird. I haven't even started it, and yet it's old. Of course, Elizabeth <laughs> can, Slade not being around. Yeah. I can say I can go older than that. Okay. I watched Kate Nine and Co. Yeah. the other one. Oh, oh dear. Don't admit that. I'm building up to that. I've, I've got to be brave. It cost me a quid in a charity shop. Well, I'm You're working my way through seasons one to five. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. This was a Christmas present from Adam, El Presidente. Ah, yeah. no. Do you think they, they're getting better? as they get on because I thought that yes yeah you yeah. can definitely sell the qualities again now, I didn't like the pilot episode the bubble shock episode at all right okay yeah I thought that <laughs> yeah. was naff I it think <laughs> the worst episode and I hate to say it because it's all down to Elizabeth Sladen oh is the Jadoon episode where she's playing Possessed. Oh, mm. can't remember that one. I'm not sure I've seen that one. You've probably blocked it out. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, yeah, because I thought, well, she's done Possessed before in Hand of Fear. And, you know, <laughs> she's been hypnotised. This is going to be brilliant. No, she was terrible. It's just my opinion, but she ruined it. Oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> every other Expect episode. The hate mail. Yeah, every other episode. Well, she paid for a life, so. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that was nothing to do with me. But, uh, yeah, in every other episode, she's brilliant, obviously. She's, oh, uh, yes. she's Sarah Jane Smith, and uh, I miss her. <laughs> uh, so where am I? I'm I'm in series three now, and I've yep. just got to the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, oh yes. 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 so yes. it's yes. heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. So I've gone through the Trickster trilogy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, I'm I liked it more than Torchwood. I know that isn't very difficult, <laughs> but essentially, I never watched it or never bought it yeah. because I assumed it would be a kids show, mm. and I wrote it off. But actually, it's a lot more entertaining than you think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would highly recommend it. Let they get more adult as well yeah there's the aiming at aging population yeah yeah, and there's adult themes all the way through so you obviously a lot of them come from broken families so they come from their parents not being around i think the second trickster stories where sarah goes back in time to save her parents oh yes so yeah they're dealing with adult themes all the time yeah and they occasionally change the main character lineup as well to keep it fresh yeah yeah but yeah the Jadoon t- have turned up. The Slavine have turned up. Sontaran yeah. has turned yep. up. Yep. I think his yep. name was Krag. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sarah changes her hair every season. You know, <laughs> there's a continuity she, yeah. there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, there was a very amusing scene where she, I think it was the wedding of Sarah Jane, where she uh, went to put on her lipstick and it was the Sonic and Lily's after herself. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, she does that in private. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the main thing that, that amused me was all the famous actors. So you had someone yeah. from uh, Play School. A lady yep. from Play School. Oh, yeah, she's... Flamella Benjamin. She comes the semi-regular. Name. Yeah, and yep. she still looks so young. She's, 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 she's really good, isn't she? But yeah. what really surprised me, I don't know if anyone else had worked this out, but the woman that was acting as the priest at Sarah Jane's wedding... Right, can't remember. Yeah, Eastern European lady... Right. ...actually played uh, Ping Cho in Marco Polo. Oh, and it's okay. only because I've seen an interview yes. with yeah. her talking about that I realised who it was but there's all yeah. sorts of people like that yeah. mm. and the brig turns up at some point the brig I've, yes. I've done the brig yeah. one yeah. Sarah Jane's uh, wannabe husband had mm-hmm. just done a big finish I think with Paul McGann Nigel Havers Nigel Havers yeah. 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 famous actor quite a little bit famous not, not necessarily not in two, the 80s yeah. 90s uh. but yeah I, I'd highly recommend it don't, don't write it off because you think it's going to be a kids show it's very entertaining I have to say I, I love the Sarah Janes and it's the same with Wizards and Aliens I almost wrote that off but that's a very similar one I think they're made for yeah. an adult teenage market mm-hmm. and, yeah. but they're, they're not for adults they are obviously written for kids but yeah. they're very well written and acted and the special effects in them and some of them are better than some of the um, adult science fictions <laughs> that's going to, on I have to say that is the, the surprising thing for a, a show that's sort of directed for children 
that mm. how well written it is, mm. uh, and it sort of stands out. You know, there's the, I think there's horrible histories that entertains me. Yeah, but that's like a comedy show. Yeah, yeah. and this feels like miles above anything else that you mm. get on CBBS oh, or any of the kids. Pushed channels. a lot of money into it yeah. compared yeah. to their normal. Well, fare. also in the writing, it's it's. It's RTD and it's, a lot of Doctor Who writers. It, and Gareth Roberts, Joe Lister. In it. It's not yeah. funny all the way through. It's not sad all the way no, through. Some, it's, yeah. it's got that balance. It's got pathos and reality in it. It's, it's yeah. not comedy. It's not yeah. one and, thing and or another. It's, the best thing about it is the fact that it's got cliffhangers in 25-minute yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all just, Who format. It's classic yeah. Who yeah. as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. So pick it up today. <laughs> <laughs> right. Literary-wise, I have started Green Mars Woo-hoo! by Kim Stanley Robinson. <laughs> Two or three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this one's over 700 pages long, so... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I say, I mean, I'm making inroads in, so um, I'm about 150 pages in already. It continue, continues on from the uh, colonisation of Mars by the original 100 settlers, and it's, uh, it's about... 20 or 30 years on from the events in uh, in Red Mars, after the uh, abortive coup by the uh, settlers against the um, big United Nations uh, transcontinental... Uh, what's the term? Railway? Conglomerate? Conglomerate, something Missile. like that. Missile? No. Oh, OK. With the uh, first novel, I mean, it takes a little bit of getting used to because it's, it's setting the ground sort of. It's, it's, um, every chapter is uh, from a different person's point of view and towards the end of the novel it becomes you know, one co- cohesive whole. But I say, with, you know, with Red Mars, I mean, it's very readable. I find it very hard to put down. And I mean, I thoroughly recommend it. So I've just got <laughs> Blue Mars to go and the collection of short stories, uh, The Martians. Why does it keep changing colour? Because of the uh, terraforming. Right, OK. Otherwise, what else have I been reading? The Lars Janssen version of the Moomin comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> no cackles. I still have an axe to grind with various people. <laughs> They're not here. They're not here. <laughs> The reason why Lars Janssen, uh, Tuve Janssen's, uh, Janssen's uh, brother, took over the strip was it she had a fight. violence in it. Strip club. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, she originally she had an original five-year contact uh, contract with the uh, London Evening News to uh, draw the Moomin's cartoon strip, and at the end of it, she wanted to you know, branch out into a uh, more um, adult fiction uh-huh. and uh, autobiographical. Other naked animals. Yeah. And so her her brother Lars, he sort of you know, steps up to the breach. He took over. I mean, the transition from her to from Tuve Janssen to her brother Lars it's more or less seamless okay yeah same sort of, yeah, thoroughly, yeah, thoroughly recommend it TV wise well I've been you know, religiously watching uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr Norrell yep mm-hmm. I mean okay case so well, dis- despite people in the <laughs> accusing us of being a Harry Potter rip off I mean I mean I would disagree rather vehemently with that yeah even though it was written at the same time as yeah. the, when the Harry Potter f- you know, phenomena was at its height there are two very separate entities they really yeah, are I think, think they were written contemporary so mm. yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, what else well Thunderbird, Thunderbirds I'll go <laughs> I'll say that again Thunderbirds <laughs> Thunderbirds I'll go I mean it's still I mean I say I love the show I mean I can't recommend it enough mm. there are the purists out there who poo poo it because he's, you know, he's got an strings <laughs> <laughs> to hold him down mm, that's yeah. it but i mean it's cgi i mean but it follows the original stories very faithful to the original series i mean i, I mean I, I thoroughly recommend it and also the cgi version of captain scarlet oh, oh yeah. yes that's good yes. like that yes i mean was how long ago was that done about 10 years someone like yeah, probably about that about the same time as who, who? 
came I mean, back. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's right. a little more primitive. But yeah. you, you can see the differences in the standard of CGI. Yeah. I mean, compared to Thunderbirds Argo, the, you know, the CGI version of Captain Scarlet, I mean, it's a little bit more blocky and uh, mm. you know, more along the lines of a reboot and such. But so I've watched the first couple of episodes. Again, I recommend it. Because even though it's an update for the 21st century, it's still very, very faithful to the original series. Mm. Right. Um, Bookwise, I have been grabbing the last of the Star Wars Timothy Zahn books of Play.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to be They've all been wiped from history. Yeah, they've now, all been yeah. cleared out the history. Which one's that? Selling, selling them off cheap. So it's uh, at the moment I've I've just read choices of one. Yep. And I'm just starting Scoundrel. Okay. I have them both. Have I read them? No, I don't think I have. TV-wise, like uh, my colleague here, certainly into uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Noel, I would heartily recommend it. Mm-hmm. First episode is a little bit slow, but that's just getting things into place. Well, it's set in the scene. Uh, yeah. yeah. After that, it, it takes off, in mm. quite oh, yeah. literally, and he's getting quite nasty at the moment. It is, yeah. I haven't seen the latest episode No, I'm not going to... I saw that on Sunday. And yeah. also... I set it to do a right. mm-hmm. Also, I just started watching Humans, which began on Channel 4 ah, yes. last Sunday. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time. So mm, one, one, one I watch on Catch Up, the other one I watch on iPlayer. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Well, I've been to the films. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I saw a comedy... Mm-hmm. Comedy? Yes, starring Simon Pegg. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. I saw that one, I yes. went to see Man Up. Yeah, that's very good. Now, anyone that knows me would say, Jean went to see Man Up. She's obviously a pod person, because Man Up is a rom-com, and mm. I don't do rom-coms. <laughs> no, not <laughs> generally, but... Um, but it's not a rom-com. It's a comedy that happens to have a romantic twist more than anything else. But I have to say, the lead actress in it is actually the winner on this. Yeah. It's it's yeah. her that carries a film rather than, than Simon Pegg. S- Simon, Simon Pegg's the name, but she is the film. She is mm, the she film. She steals Are the show. Huh? Who is she? The character is Lake Bell. Right. No, that's the, that's the that's actress, the Le- Lake Bell. Um, Lake Bell. I think Nancy's the character's yeah, name. I but don't recognise her from anything. Pen's which version of her you're talking to. Yeah. The real her or the person she's pretending or, or to Jessica. be. Or Jessica. Yeah, the but rabbit. It's, it's got all of the um, film references and that kind of... There are no Cornetto rappers in this. No. <laughs> no, but it's very no, much a Simon Pegg film in that you've got a lot of film and TV references. Pop culture references. Pop yes, culture yeah. references. I have to say, I'm, it was points of it, I was absolutely laughing out yeah. loud. Mm, okay. it's, it's not... It, it's it is Not a terrible. comedy. It yeah. is a comedy. It's funny. It's good. Rather than. A romance story. It's not hilariously laugh out loud, no, no. but it has its moments. It has its moments. Mm. Film-wise, I've been to see another film, which was Jurassic World. Yeah, oh, me too. Which I believe El Presidente has been to see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't know, it all seems vaguely familiar. Let me see. Dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> get loose. Kids trapped on the... I mean, basically, you've seen it all before. Yeah. Um, I felt it was a little too long. I thought we could have lost at least 15, 20 minutes, and that was have made it tighter hmm. don't expect anything new and original it's not i think the first few films you know the first jurassic park island was an experiment this is more of a corporate theme park it is i mean it along, is. The, along the lines of sort of disney world yeah. you know, sort of blah blah That's blah blah, blah. It doesn't change anything they treat they treat the creatures there as, as an asset yeah. i mean even the uh, you know the security staff or was it asset containment yeah. um yeah there is yeah. some lovely touches though um that that notwithstanding it it's jurassic Park. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, there are some lovely touches to it. You've got the original gates from Jurassic Park, which they reference in the film. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a whole load of sequences where they're in the guest centre from the end of Jurassic mm. Park in this. Mm-hmm. Velociraptors aren't, strictly speaking, the enemy. And yeah. there was one point where the, gra- the grown adult beside went, Oh, Bluey! <laughs> where one of the Velociraptors got thrown across the set. <laughs> I'm not going to say how or why, because it kind of like... There is a twist with the role of the Velociraptors and T-Rex and that in it. I was kind of expecting the special effects to be so much better than they were in Jurassic Park. But, I mean, maybe if I had the two films side by side. But they're as good. That's not to diminish them. I always thought the special effects in Jurassic Park were excellent. These are as good. You you can't see the joins between the CGI (laughs) and the animatronic There's only really one animatronic in there, I think. Uh, There's about three or four. Oh, are there? Yeah. At least one of, or whatever, one of the raptors is 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 real. Um, uh, okay. One the Diplodocus that's dying is real. Um, there's something else. There's about three of them that are actually real, but they've got a whole Velociraptor that's actually there and talking to people, going wow, 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 And they've got the model making as well. So since the other films ended so well with the dinosaurs, how do they explain having them back a fourth time and this time having more of them and They've turning it into a theme park? They've pretty much forgotten about the, uh, the mm. other two films. Yeah. It just oh, goes on from the first right, okay. yeah. film. Yeah. So, so the first film ended so well, why have they suddenly Because, the the, you know, they've been able to control them more and right. there's money involved and <laughs> someone saw the dollar well, signs and a lot yeah. of people well, are that's turning it. up. Yeah, and because sort of people are now accustomed to dinosaurs, they've yeah. literally got to make them bigger and better. Yeah, and they've got they've got better fencing and that kind of stuff. Oh wow, fencing. Yeah. yeah. TV, I've been watching something called Sense Eight. Oh yeah, I've heard about now, this. Oh no, El- no, you're not gonna talk about Frieda Adamant, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> the woman has no boobs. <laughs> the scene where she's lying down, it's like, where'd oh. I go? <laughs> yeah, this this doesn't sound like something no, I would watch. No, I I watched it upon the recommendation of El Presidente. <laughs> oh, really? I'm so <laughs> I watched one and three quarter episodes and said, This is terrible. And El Presidente said, Read my review. I Just said it gets better it after slow-mo. two episodes. So I watched two episodes. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a go. I watched three episodes. Yeah. I must be missing something. I watched four episodes. He's put it on pause. Surely is what there's you're something missing. here. Five episodes. <laughs> five and one third episodes. Oh, there's nothing happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's very really interesting about a group of people that find they've got a telepathic connection with each other. But talk about a slow burner. I'm this sitting there is... thinking, by, <laughs> by this point, I don't care if there's an evil master plan behind them this all. This is exactly what my other half said. He was like, oh, you see Martha's tits. And uh, other than that, nothing's <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is the highlight. See, yeah. it's been naked. You know, I thought, oh, well, I must tune in for that. <laughs> I want nothing better to do. It, it has a lot of potential, but it just seems to be such a slow burner that you're sitting there waiting for something to happen. And I'll be honest, I've got to the point where... I've given up waiting. Well, if oh, you'll take El Presidente's advice, it all kicks up a notch at episode 50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 How many episodes in the season? <laughs> 50's the, the last one, I think, isn't it? <laughs> so that's it for me at the moment. I don't, I'm, I'm not reading because I drive to work and I'm busy that's trying... That's dangerous, to, yes. Yeah. And I'm busy trying to make Missy outfits. I found the skirt pattern. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah. How is my outfit coming along? That I, uh, oh, it's going to suit you. Uh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> I'm making two so far. <laughs> right, right, most has been said already, but uh, Jurassic World, I tend to agree, it's just too predictable. Right. To the point where, at one point, I was sitting there, I think, the next shot is going to be a close-up of the dinosaur's eye. Yeah. yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. see, it was really, did you put a bet on? Those, those animatronic heads are expensive to make. They've got to CG, CG, I'm pretty sure. And then at the end, oh, no, this fight's going to end. Yeah, yeah that's how it ends. Oh, oh that was telegraphed, it wasn't was. it? Oh, it was. It was absolutely, the, t- the ending was absolutely telegraphed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing this story just before they are, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so is it like a Jurassic Greatest Hits, perhaps? Well, it's kind of Jurassic Park, the serial numbers filed off, but not quite as good. Mm. It's okay. like a photocopy, not quite as uh, good as original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chris Pratt is great in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. but here he's not really given very much to do. Mm. He gets to run around and look a bit macho occasionally, but, you know, there's no well, fun to he's it. He's a velociraptor whisperer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A woman at work. That, that's the best bit, really, isn't it? The hunt with the Vos- him on the motorbike and the velociraptors. Yeah, I that is so. the best bit. The, a woman yeah. at work loves this film. Really, she doesn't stop talking about it. Maybe she if you weren't the there in '92, and they were yeah, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, she did also say she'd watched the first film too many times. Oh, okay. She's yeah. got a dinosaur fetish. Yes. Oh, okay. the- Sorry, cutting mm-hmm. in on I know you'll be here, but the thing I think with this one is the film tells you what's wrong with this film. Because the whole thing is it's people who've got passe to dinosaurs, we need yeah. to give them a bigger dinosaur mm. to make them come. Mm. And that's what this film is about. People have seen our previous dinosaur movie, we've got to give them something bigger to make them come <laughs> to the box. The film is almost about what the film is about yeah, in a, in a want, first twisted way. Yeah. I want someone yeah. to turn around and go... Well, this should all finished about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's almost the case that the film is the parody of the, of the Jurassic <laughs> franchise. And it, Spielberg was really good at ratcheting up the tension. Not really much tension in this film at all. Is it Spielberg mm. in this film? No. no. Uh, he's, no. he's remotely connected. His name yeah. is on it because yeah. he, watched he created it the original or whatever. Oh, okay. I think, but I think, he think had it's based on an idea that he had for... A, when he was yeah. doing the originals. Yeah, but. I don't imagine there's much left of it. But yeah, a bit of a shame, but it's done really well in the box office, so there's going to be more of them. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. uh, humans, again, oh, yes. started last night. Looks yeah. really good. That's synthetic androids, yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. basically now, but they've got androids as well. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And uh, some of them appear to have become sentient. Haven't they? Deliberately. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's becoming quite interesting, particularly uh, the William Hurt character. Yes. What's going on there? Did he, did he bump off his, off his wife or some interesting stuff going yeah, on there yeah. yeah it's looking rather good and there's a then. bit of a sort of slave underground railroad sort of mm. thing going on trying to save the, the it's, sentient it's got Merlin in it hasn't it yeah yes. he's, yes, he's in was... charge of trying to save them yes androids Jonathan Strange and Mr Norell again very good stuff it is definitely hotting up between those two particularly mm. interesting see where they go with that we've only got like, two more two episodes. more episodes, two more, two more yeah, episodes seven isn't it yeah. mm. on five now yeah. And Sense8, I've now seen it all. I think it's pretty good. I, I haven't seen Sense8, so I've got to... There are eight characters, which is a bizarre choice. There are probably too many main characters. Yeah. Uh, so you've got four men, four women. Uh, oh, how convenient. It, it is, yeah. It's by the numbers. But uh, they've each got their own storylines going on around the world, and they sort of intersect, not directly, but indirectly. Their other selves come in to help occasionally mm-hmm. via telepathy or whatever however they're connected it's quite interesting the way it's done 
it, mm. it ends mid-sentence almost for most of them. One group gets their end scene, and the rest of them is left hanging. There is another season coming, okay. so we'll see where that goes. They've taken great care of the characters, each having a different skills they can bring to it. Uh, the best one, probably the Japanese girl, <laughs> who can a uh, bit of a martial artist. She often turns up to help people in their hour of needs and uh, kicks butt. <laughs> Quite good fun. <laughs> Mrs. Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know, give it a go. But definitely the first two in particular, really tough work to get through. Mm. <laughs> so I, I very nearly didn't get through the first two. Yeah, the you... characters are interesting. It isn't that I don't dislike the characters. Mm. They really... are really interesting characters and they've got really interesting stories. But you're just sitting there watching go through finding out about each other but nothing more happening so to speak whispers turned up oh yeah yeah um so you get the feeling the there's guy. something going on behind the scenes but it's just taking i know life isn't fast but on tv things are supposed to happen yeah. faster than this <laughs> especially for the first couple of episodes you need it to be a bit fast-paced to yeah, yeah. just so many characters are introduced yeah you get to about half through the season, then you can by that time you can start to remember all the eight characters. Right, <laughs> it takes yeah. you that, point that, that was start. another complaint that my other half was making. Yeah. I don't remember half these characters. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Oh well, I'll tell them to stick with it on your recommendation. <laughs> yeah, definitely a very adult series in more ways than one. Oh, not, yes. not just free moments in two particular <laughs> ways. It, yeah. it makes it's. I, I actually just sit there at one point thinking. Oh, so basically they've um, decided they want to emulate Game of Thrones in the bonking stakes. So the yeah. script, the script for the first episode was so slow, so they just chucked some nudity oh, in. There's, no, there's like, sex they, scenes. I mean, we're talking about there's boobs. whole scenes where people boobs. are going at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not just talking Every which combination around. you can think of, so pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the girls wakes up because she can hear someone screaming and it isn't in her dream. It's like one couple at it and then... They the sort of hallucinate and see someone else by mistake. There is a group scene where pretty all of them are involved. Oh my good <laughs> grief! But you got the the two gay guys in it, yeah. accidentally and you've got two sleeping lesbians. with women. I mean, it's it's ticking the boxes. You have got two gay guys, yeah, or one partnership. You have got the lesbians who are one partnership. Transgender at that, one oh, of them. Trans, one of them's transgender. Which you, well, so it's kind of. Um, and you've then got the female judicial character. You have got the black lad with his mum's got HIV AIDS where you're sitting there thinking is this a bit kind of like you know (laughs) you're getting a bit close to the wind here we're trying to say (laughs) this is a normal but it's it's so kind of like stereotypes in some respects but they've also kind of gone through right well we need to we need to have an Asian and we need to have a black person we need a heterosexual and we need someone that's frigid and we need someone that's yeah, flaunty, and we need someone to this, <laughs> and we need someone. Oh, look, that makes eight people. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gone into the mythology or the reason for it yet, but I suspect by season two, we find out there's a reason why these eight are joined. It's probably because they are different, sufficiently different. They've all different but skills. But they're not the first eight. They're not. They're, there is different There's groups. There's been pods before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's something going on there. But anyway, we're well into 25 minutes <laughs> yeah, on the show. Good grief. Overrun a tad. Mm-hmm. It's nearly mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. And now, dear listeners, for your delight in delectation, this time it's war. What? We've been watching a military sci-fi DVD. Blu-ray. 
Mm, on Blu-ray. Mm. I didn't watch it on Blu-ray. I watched it on my knackered old normal play that didn't want to play at first. VHS. <laughs> I remember VHS. seeing it at the cinema. But however, I did put it on my 5.1 speakers and I've discovered one thing about the film Aliens. Do not watch it with the lights down low on 5.1 when you mm. have a cat asleep on your lap because of a nervous disposition <laughs> and every time anything went explosive or jumped out, she jumped. And stuck her claws in my legs. Well. It was a very painful viewing. <laughs> She's probably reminded of the time that Ripley threw the cat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do not watch Aliens with a cat. <laughs> so we've been watching Aliens? We, we have been indeed. watching yes. Aliens. Pause yes. for music. It's a, it's a very different film from the first one. Oh, good grief, yeah. It's dark still. Mm. It, it's dark. Yeah. I, it is dark. I think it's one of those rare breeds that is as good, or if not better, mm. than the first film. It mm. is, yeah. And it's Because it's different. Because yeah. it's so different, yeah. It's taken the core things that work, yeah. but it hasn't tried to remake the first no, film. No, It does that in the third film. Yeah, it does yeah. that in the third film. Yeah. 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 Whereas you know, the original Alien film was very dark, it was very atmospheric, and you didn't know what, what was going to jump out of the shadows. Yeah. Aliens was very much in sort of gung-ho action, sort of really in your face. <laughs> face like <again. laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. But there again, even then, you, we didn't really get a clean shot of the alien. No, not surprisingly really. not. No, the, the Queen you did. Mm. Queen you yeah. did event- Which eventually. Which I think a mistake sometimes. It didn't mm. look that great. But, mm. but yeah, they did a good job of keeping the alien hidden in the background. Yeah. Despite yeah. the fact mm. there were loads of them yeah. coming at mm. you and being blown up and yeah. run over. <laughs> yeah. You saw them raising their heads out and that lovely sheen yeah. of the heads yeah. as they come yeah. up. Yeah. Or you'd see bits of them. I think the only time you almost got to see them in full form was where you had the two of them either side of Ripley at the mm-hmm. end where she's in yeah. the, with the Queen and you've got them standing in the doorways mm. which is where you, you get to see the full form alien yeah. but other than that mm-hmm. they've all been bits coming out of the architecture for yeah. one of mm-hmm. better way yeah. of I, I was going to say that I find the soundtrack more creepy than the visuals a lot of the time okay yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to comment the thing I love about all of the alien films and this one in particular nowadays music is played everywhere all the time yeah. and yes. it drowns everything mm. out <laughs> on this one it was used rather sparingly it was I used thought. very sparingly mm. but to great effect when you went into the science lab with the med lab with the, the, the face, with the yeah. face yeah. huggers nowadays you'd have spooky music all the way through mm. yeah. they go in in silence mm. yes. there is no music yeah. at all for at least the first 30 seconds while they go around and establish then we get the mood music and it's some, in some ways a bit more eerie that way yeah. mm. I'm sorry yes I have to agree it's lovely music it's beautiful music hmm. and it's brilliant music but it's Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan yes <laughs> James Horner no yeah. no The Wrath of Khan stole it from them <laughs> I know but I, I more associate the music with yeah. Wrath of Khan than I do with Alien yeah, 80, 86 86 so, yeah. so yeah. Wrath of Khan was what 82 yes yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it's very much it is background it oh, is yeah. atmospheric yeah, music it, yeah. it enhances the pictures it does yeah just what music should do rather than drown out all the dialogue or anything else. Mm. I mean, well, being uh, James Cameron, Cameron film, I mean, obviously it was very much uh, action as yeah. opposed to a suspense. Although it did have a fair bit of suspense. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, Quite creepy in places. Yeah. I was the, 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 the 
trace huggers when it. they're scuttling across yeah. the floor. Yes. Yeah. That was a terrifying and moment. And when they go into the air processor, or whatever it's yeah. called, yeah. Mm-hmm. before it all kicked off, yeah. mm-hmm. that was pretty creepy as well. It's yeah. last like Christmas now, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's all it is. <laughs> yeah. And even the bit, say, in the mid lab, when I knew it was going to happen, yeah. I've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. but the, yeah. oh, I saw the moment the face hugger it's comes and goes the glass. Yeah. I still jumps. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was coming. Again, it's like Alien. It's a film that has dated marvellously. You don't know. Oh, very much so. There's there is a couple, sure quite as good as Alien. There's a couple regard. of um, back screen shots. Yeah, back projection. Which back projection that I think blatant. lets it down. But I'm not sure if that's now because we're more sophisticated. Technology has improved and we're mm. used to seeing it. Maybe this is a washed out because yeah. it's back projection. But, yeah. but I, I still think it stands up remarkably well. Not too. That's on the model work. Yeah, you You're being tell. picky. I am. <laughs> you can tell it's, it's good for his time. But, mm. oh, but yeah, very having much so. said that, I have seen some films that have been made in this time and they're not as good at model work or CGI's, well, etc. as yeah, the Asian films are. So. But that's, that's another thing. It was all practical. No, it was. No CGI work. Yeah. And the uh, Alien Queen was like Jabba the Hutt. It had four people working. working. It depends mm. which version. Some, there's a little one with just sticks to yeah. move it around. And, yeah. <laughs> but I, so I'm just wondering if Kermit... I mean, yeah, that's what I said. I know on my DVD release they've got behind-the-scenes test footage and you've got the head, the arms and the legs and the rest of him's covered in bin bags. Yeah. Alien <laughs> Confidential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So a show <laughs> as yeah. a test run. I like this one where she's sort of like found on the back of Beyond and it's X amount of years and mm-hmm. Died. They, I think years, that's, yeah. in some ways that leads you into the rest of it because they've now removed all her connections to Earth. She's got mm, nothing yeah. To, yeah. nothing here, so to speak, mm-hmm. which for a lead character is awfully helpful. Mm-hmm. If she'd had the family and all that kind of stuff, they're not going to be able to use her in this story. She's it's not going to want to go. It's a little reboot, isn't it? So yeah. it's mm-hmm. a little reboot there. For a lead character, a heroine, she don't want to go back. No, <laughs> no, 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 why would you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh only barely survived last time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, suffering from the nightmares. And... Yeah. Oh, very much so. Along with its predecessor, female characters play a very predominant role. Mm. Yeah, whereas, I mean, obviously, in, in the first Alien films, sort of people were taken slightly aback by the concept of a woman having a predominant role and being the main action figure. Aliens is very much the same, especially in the uh, final stages, where, well, you could say Ripley's maternal role comes to the fore mm, I mean yeah. she's in the loader and she's having yeah, sort of having a face to face with the alien queen which oh, I yeah, think Newt is, is uh, surrogate yeah. for her own mm. child oh yeah. very much so yes. in a period of what to her is a matter of days mm. she's had aliens try to kill her because she's been in suspended animation mm, yeah. but that's yeah, that 57 time in, years oh. that 57 mm. doesn't exist in her she sort of mm-hmm. went to sleep about half hour ago mm, yeah. having been trying to be killed wakes up finds her daughter's died that's an extended edition and then she sort of like you know turns up on this planet finds this little kid and then this mother is going to try and kill everyone <laughs> yeah. and she just like loses it but even with the the army side of things you've got a, f- a fairly strong female couple of female characters in there uh, Vas- as well you know, Vasquez the uh, Vasquez. Latina yeah. but I did watch this thinking you know I, I love Ripley just as I liked oh god I like Terminator yeah but you don't get those female characters anymore you try and think of them you've got Ripley you've got Lara Croft and you've got mm, so- Sarah Connor. Sarah, Sarah Connor. Yeah. And that's it. We, In some ways, with movies, mm. we've gone back to having the lead hero, but you don't get a lead heroine in that same 
same kind of way. I don't know yeah. whether they've forgotten how to write for it. They don't think it will sell. It's certainly sold with aliens. Yeah. Well, you've mm. got yeah. Ghostbusters coming out with four yeah. leaves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of the, the first one since. Yeah, I think the needle may only now just be getting to swing back because yeah. we've got Black Widow from the. Yeah, yeah but she's not given her own. But she, yeah, film. There, there is still yeah. a resentment or blocking force with the suits. Yeah, you had a lecture about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you recently uh, probably something to do with, uh, I should have mentioned the addendums, but you recently had the Black Widow Day of Action around the, around the globe. You've had various people coming out is Black Widow cosplay right. wanting more Black Widow merchandise yeah. more Black Widow yeah. stories I mean, yeah. the thing yeah. I liked with Ripley's character is Ripley isn't female she is but that character yeah, could, be, could have easily could have been, been played been by a man, a man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have had to have rewritten hardly any of it the character is not written as a the second one is a bit more because you've got the maternal yeah. thing with yeah. the child so, 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 but that could easily have been a father having lost his daughter kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have taken too much. But the the character is a strong character in its own right that happens to have been played by a woman in this case, but could just have easily been played by a man. And I sometimes don't see why they can't still do that. Write a strong lead character. Yeah. yeah. And just recast. And, and mm, recast no. because but yeah, but if, heard... if, the, if the character is strong enough, and no, I'm not asking for a female doctor because that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but if the character is strong enough, the character is what you're watching. Mm. Yeah, some regardless of what gender it is. Yeah. People say that's not a true female character. It's just a. Just it depends. A, I mean, I like think, blackface, effectively. Yeah. yeah. It depends on what you're looking at. I mean, I, this is where you get into a problem with this. I know we're going off the top subject yeah. slightly, but I sometimes sit there thinking, I just want, I want to see female female characters in good lead roles, mm. not necessarily good female. Lead. You wouldn't say, oh, that's a good lead male role. Yeah. Mm. You'd say that's yeah. a good lead role. Mm. So why would you say, oh, that's a good female? Female lead role. Now I want to see women in good lead roles, mm. and I think that was the thing with Ripley. She was a very good female lead role. Mm. She was a very good lead role. Yeah, yeah. But with with this film, I find Alien more frightening. Yeah. I find yeah. Alien yeah. much yeah. more claustrophobic, mm. oh, yeah. much yeah. more yeah. jumpy, well, and that kind it, of it stuff. It is a that there are two different animals. Oh, as, yeah. as I think we said last podcast, Alien is a haunted house story in space. Oh, yeah. mm. This oh, is yeah. an action war story. Mm. in space <laughs> yeah they're pretty inept aren't they some of the things we could mention about this that it has some iconic dialogue oh, quotes oh, that yes. have entered legends <laughs> particularly yeah. if you play any uh, thing like uh, Starcraft yes a mm. load of the dialogue is lifted and put yeah. into Starcraft particularly for the uh, pilot yes <laughs> yes and uh, whoever's seen the film Paul yes <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, who is it, Simon? Who is it, Simon Pegg, who said, get away from her, you bitch? Yeah. Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure. There's a lot of very quotable <laughs> yeah. stuff in there. Yes. Which yes. was rather ironic, seeing he was saying it to her Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Oh. oh, was he? Okay. And also... <laughs> yeah, I think that was the joke with it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay, I've not seen that. <laughs> also, many of the alien computer games have taken this as its blueprint mm. rather than yeah. Alien. Yeah. Especially yeah. the arcade version. Yeah, I think yeah it the, makes sense. I think the only one that has is Alien Isolation. And if... Yeah. Uh, Alien. Yeah, yeah, that's taking it from the first film, as Karen would say, she's trying to be playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most, most of them have taken this as the blueprint, all the way down to the sound effects as well. Yeah. I liked yeah. with this one as well, although it's still on the same planet, we've moved location. Yeah. We've still kept that Giga look. Yes. Where yeah. the actual 
queen has established herself and set up her hive, it's still got that same organic mm, black very organic feel of resin. Yeah. And mm. the, the, there's just a look, you just see a bit, you know, you, all you need to see is a three foot square with that architecture and you go, ah, alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they have kept that whole... Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Because mm. mm. it would have been easy to have lost that, to say, oh, that's expensive, thank you very much, it looked good. But, yeah, I mean, that was very yeah. indicative of H.R. Giga's yeah. work anyway. I mean, yeah. that, that very sort of extruded organic look. Mm. I mean, not just for the Alien films, but everything else he's produced. Yeah. But what about the whole idea of them changing or uh, adding to the life cycle of the aliens? There that was controversial at the time or not? But there is a fan theory that I loved. Is yeah. the fact it's a hive mind. The more mm. aliens there are, the more intelligent they are. It seemed the opposite to me. It's like the old ninja <laughs> thing. One ninja is really mm. deadly, well, yeah. but you get a bunch of them well, and they can all be killing. This is the thing. Look at what they were up against. Originally, mm. they were up against a load of schmoes, standard Joe. Yeah. These are tooled up marines. Mm. Yeah, but pretty inept. I'm not denying they're pretty inept, but they would they they actually had weapons, whereas the original yeah. one was anything they well, could pull in, together. Incinerators, that was pretty yeah. much I was it. Say, yeah. wasn't, wasn't, I don't know if this is in this, but I did remember reading or something when these were coming out that one of the concepts was the alien, not only the look... Mm-hmm. But partly takes on the intelligence of, of the host. The host, mm. yes. It's in space. Yeah, it takes some of the DNA. Yeah, mm. so the first yeah. one, we know it's, it ends up on an alien ship and mm-hmm. most of it. They're obviously the alien crew. Hopefully, they're mm, a bit the more intelligent. Yeah. It takes their, mm. no disrespect to these homesteaders, but they're Joe, <laughs> pup, they're Joe Average. They're not, yeah. they're not trained soldiers and that kind oh, of no. stuff. They're farmers, I mean, they're mm-hmm. kids. Well, they're so colonists. They're yeah. colonists, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. they've got to be strong and they've got mm. to be intelligent but they're not they're trained not in yeah. those kind of ways so I mean, to an extent it's, it's like, taken on that attribute of not necessarily having the it's like in um, Alien mm. 3 where um, yeah, Ripley lands on a Fury 359 the alien there I mean because it, was, it hatched out of a dog yes it's got or, very or it depends on which version you watch but yeah <laughs> well yeah <laughs> I mean because it, I mean, it's running most of the film is running around on all fours mm. so it could be one of the reasons why they are not so sharp on the uptake well, in terms of a, hunting think... down in military tactics mm. it's because they their hosts haven't yeah. got military mm-hmm. tactical yeah, but, minds. And so the, you had the fact that uh, certainly one of the lines is how can they cut the power? They're animals. Mm. In the extended version, you saw them figuring out a way around machine guns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. at one yeah. point they set up two century robotic yes. century guns yeah. and it mows down many of them but they eventually figure out a way around them yeah. oh, aliens yeah. definitely aren't thick no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean the fact that they're sort of using the uh, suspended ceiling to get into the compound yeah. and also there's the scene of communication between the queen and its drones mm-hmm. so there is certain but that's telepathic almost isn't well, it you, you, it's, you it's could be know. pheromone or whatever it could yeah. be pheromone or high frequency but it's, it's not yeah. an auditory communication Oh, no, no, not at all. There we go, the best of the... Uh, the yes. first two are the yes. best oh, yeah. of the... That's the best quadrilogy. I quite like number four, but I think mm. I quite like number four because of Ripley's character in it, shall we say, more than anything else. I like the twist. OK. Mm. I thought it was a smack of desperation what? to me getting Scorny Weaver back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but I like the twist in that. What annoys me about the other two films is they seem to forget certain bits and pieces of the, of the first two. Mm. Yeah. Like, essentially, the fact the planet that the alien come from is not 
where the alien hails from. It's not a oh, home no. planet. No. It got there by the derelict ship. Because, yeah, they, she makes a thing of that, yeah. doesn't she? I keep mm. saying it's not an indigenous mm. life yeah, form. But they keep yeah. on, from the next two films, they seem to keep on having to go back to Ripley to resurrect the alien, which was wrong. Mm. <laughs> it shouldn't, you know, they should have gone to another area or, or find out. Well, if they from. wanted to get Scorny Weaver back, so yeah. it's a way mm. to get her back into mm. the story, oh. isn't it? But, also, I, went, I had great hopes for Alien V Predators. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah which man. never came to fruition. Oh. But I thought that could have been such a brilliant if, if, film. Yeah. No, if you want the, the, first, the first one was watchable. I mean, the uh, sequel was disappointing. Even, even the first one though didn't live up to if you, what if it should have. If you want to have a good Alien v Predator story, then I have to say go back to the comic book. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem That's is what they should have done. The Alien v Predator would have to be about aliens and predators, mm-hmm. and I think the movie moguls are going to say, "But why does anyone want to go and see that? Because it doesn't involve humans mm, or anything you can empathise yeah. with." Yeah, but we don't want to watch it for the humans <laughs> or what we can empathise with. The old Jaguar game was quite good. Yeah, back in his day, but yeah. then that was set in the same sort of era as Aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had the Marines in it, yeah. not set in modern day Earth. What's the point yeah. of that? The first book, the co- first comic book, was an agric- a human agricultural world mm. that was an alien, a predator hunter ground, and receded with aliens. Ah, so okay. you had the hu- it, it was still sophisticated, yeah. intelligent humans, but again, they were still caught between the two. And you had all the corporate machinations. Yes, and- mm-hmm. yeah, which was basically set a roughly Wayland. about the same time yeah. as Alien Aliens. Yeah. I have to say, with both Alien and Alien. If you don't like gore movies, but you do like horror movies, yeah, these aren't these slasher are actually, films. Actually, actually yeah. good to watch because mm. they aren't slasher films. Yes, the aliens kill people. There isn't blood guts gore everywhere. Not, I don't really, know. Not I don't know where, but, not but, but androids maybe, but Veronica Cartwright's face. You will see yeah. the alien's mouth come out. You will mm. hear the scream. You will see the blood splatter on mm. the wall, but you won't see the person being eaten oh, to no. bits, yeah. kind of stuff. Your your brain gets to fill in the bits in the middle, fills in the gaps, which. I think is is better than some of the yeah. slasher movies. In some ways, it's actually more frightening because yeah. our mind is. It's because so the violence. Yeah. <laughs> it's because the violence is hinted at. It's not actually sort of shown on yeah. screen. So it's a good one if you do like horror movies or want to try and watch horror movies like your science fiction, but don't like slashers. Mm. Alien and Aliens mm. are good films for that. Alien and Aliens, two very separate entities, but both you know, sort of very enjoyable for, you know, for for their own sort of separate reasons. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been writing to us. Oh, thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't get your hopes up, thank though, because when I say ladies and gentlemen, it was just one thank person. Oh. Oh. Just the one appreciative person. Well, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. More than one special. Yes. From Misha. Hello, team. Hello. Hello. Misha. 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 Hello, Misha. Greetings from the past. Echo, 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 echo. echo, echo. I'm catching up with podcasts from around about last November. I do have a list of good excuses Uh for this at least. Uh Got engaged. Congratulations. 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 Got really quite unwell. Congratulations. Fine now. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Touring. 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 Hunting for... Hunting for, then securing a job. Yay! And finishing my degree. Congratulations. Congratulations. You had a busy time, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. At the time of writing, my final hand-in is but 12 weeks away. Ooh. 12 Ooh. hours. 12 What's hours? 12, sorry, 12 hours. Eek! 
Oh, that's ready. <laughs> that's it. She's just what are you right doing, up? writing to us? You should be getting on with your. Should be studying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're her bit of brain fuss. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I can live with that. I have been doing other fun things, like a joke that's got so far out of hand it made Buzzfeed. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and we've had uh, to have a post-apocalyptic birthday party to escape our own folly. Okay. Right. okay. She has. She has attached a leak here. A leak. A leak. A leak. <laughs> has attached a leak. We'll have to go and have a look at that. <laughs> and the link. Nice leak. It's, uh, it's uh, buzzfeed.com. Alan White slash a guy complained no one had wished him happy birthday on Twitter. Right, okay, we'll mm-hmm. put a link in. Yeah, put a link in the <laughs> show to leak in the... <laughs> yeah, put a link in the show notes. Okay. I've also very much enjoyed Mad Max. Oh, yes. And yeah. the newest Avenger movie. Yep. I look forward to seeing what you made of them. That's what, a couple of podcasts ago, wasn't it? Yes. Mad Max or the Avengers? Either or. I don't think we've done Mad Max I don't think yet. we've done Mad Did Max. Did we not mention it? Maybe I have, we haven't. I think we've mentioned it, but we haven't done a review. No, no. So um, didn't get to go and see it, actually. Yeah. Mm. I went to both with my lovely new friends, who had had more opinions than mine, which ran to The Truck Flu and Florosa She Is Cool. It was from Mad Max. I was yeah. going to say, I'd imagine the, tu- the Truck Flu is from Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one film where we could say has got a strong female character. Oh. A modern film. Okay. Ah. She okay. really is more the main character than Mad Max is. Okay, oh, okay. well I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that one. Yeah. Now I'm in possession of something dangerously resembling time. <gasps> oh. And mm. I've got some catching up to do. Not <laughs> at least you've reminded me about Galaxy Quest, one of my favourite films mm. ever. Alas, I suspect my wife-to-be might disagree. She mm. doesn't like explosion-heavy plot-light films as much as I do. Yeah, how many explosions are there? Mm. A few fights around few the fights. Yeah, yeah. One rock. Yeah. One, one, one uh, inside-out alien. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. It's got a plot. <laughs> Scoring inside-out. And then exploded. <laughs> I shall leave you with hopefully a 30 second limited recommendation in the interests of transparency. The man who coded it is one of my best friends, but mm. I was super into Failbetter's other game, Fallen London, before I ever met him and backed this initially because of that. Mm. I then met him through a mutual friend who introduced me as this is Misha. She thinks your stuff is super cool. I have almost forgiven him for the embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Three, two, two, one. Lose your mind and eat your crew. It's a tagline mm-hmm. from Sunless Sea, a delightfully fiendish little game from Foulbetter, exploring the Interzee. In a little ship, sounds easy enough until you encounter crabs twice the size of you, <laughs> killer mountains in the sea, and the ever-present threat that you'll have to eat a crew member or starve to death. You still might anyway. Beautifully simple, with a story-based gameplay and steampunkery graphics, you will come to love and dread Low Barnet. Improve your ship and fend off death, but accept that you won't last very long. Try to build up a legacy and leave something for those who come after you. But seriously, you're going to die so much. <laughs> it's more like 45 seconds. Isn't it? <laughs> okay, that's all right. Uh, we've got a link here for failbettergames.com, the Sunless Sea counter-updates. 
okay. I, it sounds vaguely familiar. No, I, I think I've seen, I've seen this reviewed. It's a, a free downloadable loadable game. Okay. So I have I have heard of this. Oh, I wasn't sure when I began, but yes, I have heard of this. Okay. Hope this email found you all well. Are we well? Yeah. We're well. Yeah, we're Five well. of us are. Yeah. Mickey's dead. Fa- no! <laughs> She's working. She's yeah. working. I hope this... I've done that bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to continue catching up. I've made it far as February now. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love, Misha. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Misha. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I have heard of that game. There's a... What is it Jinx, which is one of the cable channels. It's a computer oh, based yeah. channel. Oh yeah, JINX. Yeah, they they've reviewed it, so I, I have seen this before. Okay, well, time is very limited from gaming, but I'll take a quick look. <laughs> Meaning to finish off Alien Isolation and uh, yep. Shadow of Mordor and GTA V. Yeah, I've and, just uh, I've, I've, I've just finished uh, the Order, which is very good. The I Order, like the Order. 1886. Oh, yes, you mentioned that before. Yes, 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 with the thermite guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of thermite gun. <laughs> Cloud of thermite flare. Woomph. <laughs> that seems to be it for yep. feedback today. That's it. Mm. No, okay. Nothing like that, I'm afraid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and especially thank you. It's so kind. It's touching. Give me a running quite long. It's probably just as well. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah, Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Woo-hoo. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So, until that. A for alien. Abysmal. Arseload. Adiposian. That's a good word, that is. Adiposian. Aggravates. Abstention. Absis. (laughs) (laughs) Altercation of awfulness comes avalanching down upon us. (laughs) This is me, Crumbly Sen. Be seeing you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 213, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, Keith Dunn and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Did did I seriously hear you say, oh no, it's heading for the Soup Dragon's crater? (laughs) Um, I have to say, a lot of that's got to be bleeped (laughs) Yeah, complete with bleeps. I don't know what you're talking about. I know what I was saying. (laughs) I know what I was saying. Which is your Wi-Fi network, Adam? Do you have a password? I do. Oh, not again. Oh, oh no. It's quite long, I uh, Excellent, go for it. It's, it's, extract from a book. it's a passage from a book. Conglomic. Dear John Barrowman. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the actual... Stop. The actual book is uh, JNT Inside Out. Oh, it could be worse. could yeah. be that Matthew Waterhouse one. Uh, <laughs> right, Swanee Kazoo's at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he put it? <laughs> there we go. It's funny we were talking. Where about, did you? T- we were yeah. talking about Mitch on Sunday. <laughs> Prepare yourself a Pertwee entry. Oh, I'm braced. <laughs> By Jove! No wonder he's not making eye contact. I'm a little bit worried at this point. As long as he's had a shave. <laughs> 
He's sitting there thinking, I had enough. He's had enough. He's don't want to know. He's not that keen to that. I had enough of that on the Navy lot. Thank you very much. I don't know how, but he's managed to pull that visor down further over his face. <laughs> yeah. he just, he's blocking the view, really. His lower lip can go really far up. It's been good journey. Are you going to get the Mary Tam to go with him? <laughs> that was, uh, no, it was the other one. Uh, Lala, Lala, Lala Ward. Lala, not the Teletubby. I don't think it was Lala Ward. I think it was just some because of the caption yeah <laughs> but we do think you should get a, Tom, a Colin Baker yeah he gets old oh, oh, did it how much for do you know I think it was £43 mm. or so plus £12 p yeah. yeah, maybe Colin bought it so mm. yeah. yeah maybe because yeah, so take that take it to, we yeah. have a head for you bring me hang on <laughs> <laughs> somebody did link it in his Twitter feed. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you replied or not, Mister. <laughs> he bought it. Yeah, yeah probably. Oh, thank you for bringing me my yeah. own head. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, one thing we must mention in connection with that previous uh, article. Which one? Oh, about alien and uh, All right. aliens in particular. Yeah. If only if anybody knows what's happened to Michael Bean, <laughs> please contact us at show at staggering stories dot net. He is rumoured to be in the next Alien film, Ooh. isn't he? Yes. The Neil Blomkamp one. They're unfreezing yes. him for the next Alien mm-hmm. film. Oh, he was Hicks, wasn't he? He was yes. Hicks, yeah. And maybe he's not quite as dead as Alien 3 made him out to be. Mm. <laughs>